Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760. And we are now joined by WWE superstar legend Ray Mysterio. Ray, how are you? Very good, man. Very happy to be here with you, man. How are you doing? I am good. Ray, you are on the Mightier 1090, the famous station in San Diego, the 619. I mean, you are so synonymous with 619. Talk about growing up in San Diego. Man, it's beautiful. San Diego is such a beautiful place. You know, uh, um, just to, to be able to represent my city, you know, uh, uh, went to kindergarten, elementary, uh, junior and high school. And, uh, you know, to be able to, to travel around the world representing my city has been a complete blessing on my end. You know, and just the love, the love that the, the uh, 619ers show for the representation of the city is incredible. Right, we are so pumped here, you know, for the, for the past, I'm trying to think here, 10, 15 years. For WrestleMania, we've had to travel. We've had to travel to Texas, to Florida, you name it. We've gone there happily. Now, WrestleMania week is coming to Southern California, is coming to Los Angeles, coming to SoFi Stadium. How great will it be to have this major event be back here in Southern California? Man, it's going to be unbelievable, you know. Uh, and now the fact that we have two nights of WrestleMania is even better. You know, uh, I always felt like one night was just enough to get you going, and then you were you were pumped. You wanted to see more. Well, now you're going to have it two nights, April 1st and 2nd. And, uh, you know, to be able to have WrestleMania in my backyard, L.A., is, uh, is incredible, man. I, I can't wait. This is going to be a very special one. WrestleMania does go Hollywood next year. Yeah. King Mysterio, this is Tim. Uh, I wanted to ask you the obvious question. This is like maybe the most exciting part of your career in, in, in terms of working with your family. Can you talk about how your relationship with your son and also how his training to be a, a wrestler has been? Man, it's, it's been a beautiful journey uh, from the beginning. Uh, you know, uh, 19 years old, he he approached me and, and said, Dad, I uh, uh, would love to try and break into business. And I was the first one to tell him, you know, I'll, I'll tell you if you have what it takes or don't. And uh, sure enough, the first time he stepped into the ring, I saw just something very natural within him, you know, and it's hard to deny that, that it's in his genes, man. Uh, I just never thought he would have the passion uh, that he's showing now. You know, but uh, it has been really an unbelievable uh, journey, uh, uh, a short journey because it hasn't been long. He's been in this business for four years. Right. Um, you can only imagine how uh, 
how proud my wife feels to see him in the ring. Uh, well, at the time when he when he broke in to see him next to me, obviously right now with the with the distractions going on in his life and in his career, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know, that still doesn't take away the fact that he is my son and that I see him progress and I see him uh, feel comfortable in that ring every single time he steps in there. I'm happy for him. I'm I'm truly, truly happy, and I'm blessed to be able to to have shared the ring, you know, uh, at the beginning of his journey with him, you know, guiding him. And not only myself, you know, he's had so many great superstars by his side that have helped him out throughout, throughout the way, you know, uh, John Cena, uh, mm-hmm. Edge, uh, Roman, you know, Randy. And uh, that, that to me is, you know, he can't. There's not enough words to say how thankful I am to, uh, for these superstars to have guided him and helped him, you know, in his in such a short uh, time. Can you speak on maybe like, you know, I, mean, I, know, I know you mentioned a bit, of, a bit of the people that have looked after him or like mentorship. I mean, who does he take after in terms of what he has in his in-ring style? Like, do, does he have any good, he maybe patterns? Obviously, like you have a huge influence on him as well. Yeah, um, you know, the, the more I see him now, uh, that were separated from each other. Um, I see, I see that he must be picking up a lot of the, uh, Eddie mannerisms. Yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah. And, and to me, I mean, the hair, you know, the mullet, <laughs> he, he's got the mullet going on. He does. But, uh, yeah, overall, you know, I know he's, he's training hard. Um, I know he's in Orlando at the performance center, you know, just, trying to pick up on his game and, uh, um, you know, slowly but surely I can see his evolution and his growth, you know, day by day. I can't even imagine what he's going to look like or how he's going to perform, you know, uh, three to five years from now, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I'm, re- I'm really happy for my son. So, Ray, when people think of or hear 619, they either think of San Diego, right, or they think of one of the greatest moves in the ring in wrestling history. <laughs> Can you talk about how that move came to be? So, growing up as a kid uh, in San Diego, uh, my uncle was a professional wrestler, Jamie Stadio, senior, and I grew up watching him all the time. And there was this wrestler that uh, is also from Tijuana, and he would be my uncle's tag team partner. And he was probably 5'1", five 5'2". Five His name uh, is Super Astro. Mm. And he would do that move, but just make it look incredible because of the size. And, and he was just stocky. He was like a Mighty Mouse built. So uh, I grew up watching this move, you know, uh, as a fan. And uh, he would do it without having an opponent on the ropes. He would just... Uh, make it seem like he was going to dive to the floor and he would throw his body, swing around, and come back in the ring. Uh, you know, we just we started playing with that move a little bit and uh, figured, what if we put an opponent right here on the ropes and hit him with my feet as I come around? And, of course, uh, it happened. And then after that, um, it was a no-brainer to put a name behind that move, uh, you know, representing my city, 619. I love that. Ray, talk about how crazy the week will be here in Southern California. It's not just a two-night mania that will be at SoFi Stadium. It's really a week-long event, right? You got SmackDown. You got the Hall of Fame ceremony. You got the Raw. Talk about how this is really a worldwide event. I mean, fans coming from around the world to watch what you guys do. 
this is special, man. I mean, uh, this is a once a year attraction that, uh, like you said, fans all around the world come to witness and to be a part of uh, WrestleMania, to have that buzz, to be part of that whole uh, uh, atmosphere, you know. Um, but it, 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 for me, it, it's, it's on another level just because it's so close to home, you know, just because it'll be uh, a first-time WrestleMania for my son as well, you know, despite our differences. You know, the whole family's going to be there. But uh, it's so contagious, man. It's so contagious. Even even uh, people that are not wrestling fans, they hear WrestleMania, and that might be their first show they ever go to, you know, and then they're hooked for life. So uh, our, our job is to make sure that this event uh, or, or this whole week is uh, has an incredible atmosphere and that we put on a show that the fans will love remember and take with them forever uh you were recently taken out of the world cup a little bit can you talk a little bit about potentially your injury status i mean are you fully healthy now or and and maybe when are we expecting you know the king to come back so uh, i am uh, uh i am healthy thank god um the uh the match that i had uh, a couple weeks ago with with gunther for the uh, ic title was uh was a bit of a of um, somewhat of an injury there. And and uh, what we're doing now is we're just trying to heal up my body as much as I can. Um, I don't, fortunately, I don't have that schedule how it used to be where it was right. nonstop four days a week. You know, so uh, um, what we're trying to do now is, is making sure that my body feels right and that I'm good to go. We have uh, like WrestleMania coming up next year, which is in a couple months. We want to make sure that we're right and and uh, that we're moving forward, so uh, we can be able to put on a great show at WrestleMania. But overall, I'm I'm good to go, and hopefully, uh, you know, I should be back on SmackDown in the next two weeks or so. Ray, I want to take you back to the last time uh, this event went Hollywood. WrestleMania went Hollywood in Los Angeles. One of my favorite matches and two of my favorite superstars of all time. You versus Eddie Guerrero. Take me back to that night, Los Angeles. What was that night like? That was a special night, man. Uh, That was actually, at the time, that was the beginning of our feud. That was what... uh, started the whole uh, Dominic custody battle. Um, But uh, to me, it was a very special night because I was wrestling Eddie. Uh, We were opening the show. And I've always had this this thought that uh, the the first match of the night, especially on such a big stage like WrestleMania, kind of kicks off the atmosphere for that whole night. And back then, we only had one night of WrestleMania. So... To be able to be on the card was special, but to be able to open up the, the the card and kick the rhythm off for that whole night was even more special. And, uh, you know, Eddie and I hit it off that night, man. I remember I was having difficulties with my mask because it kept on unbuckling from the from the chin strap. Um, but even like that, you know, I was able to perform and, and I feel like Eddie and I put on a, uh, a banger that night. I want to give you your flowers. Obviously, you've been uh, been a big fan of yours for a long time. But I wanted to you've been a huge influence on Lucha Libre and in in basically mainstream wrestling. Can you speak on how you feel like the impact, not just the impact of your wrestling ability and your style has really been on wrestling as a whole? And how do you feel like Lucha Libre has progressed in the modern times? 
And on a second part, if you do watch any other luchadors like El Vikingo or like the Lucha Brothers, I mean, do you have any like people that you also watch on the side? Oh, yes, of course. You know, I'm, I'm on top of, of uh, as much as I can with the upcoming uh, luchadores. Uh, like you said, Vikingo, mm-hmm. uh, Penta, uh, Fanny. You know, um, these, these are guys that at one point I was able to work with them, right. you know, uh, when I was away from WWE for a couple of years. And uh, I'm excited, you know, to be able to say that, that I kind of... Uh, um, behind, obviously, the people that came uh, before me, like the Eddies and Malenkos and the Jerichos, you know, to, to kind of put the stamp on on uh, American wrestling that for the first time there was a, a smaller guy with the mask uh, doing all these crazy moves that influenced and kind of uh, uh, broke the mold from the stereotypical wrestler that you would normally uh, get accustomed to, to viewing. Um, and to, but to be able to put the, the stamp with the Lucha Libre behind it is, uh, it's been incredible, man. Um, you know, the opportunities that have been given to me, uh, I feel that I've, I've taken advantage of them. And, uh, thanks to that, you know, we've been able to, uh, kind of pave a road for, for the upcoming luchadores that are behind me to come in and kind of start setting up their path, you know, for the ones that are coming behind them. So it, it's been incredible, man. I, I can't thank um, all the companies that I've been a part of enough, in particular WWE, because in WWE is where Rey Mysterio became worldwide, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now and the mass and the high-flying moves are talked about, you know, and, and to me that's, that's better than anything in the world. Uh, I know I spoke about your injury status, but that's more like current. I want to speak about like your now, I don't even know how many chapters in your career this is. This has been, I mean, like this is like your, uh, the renaissance that you've had in the last few years. I mean, can you speak on basically where your career is at with WWE and how do you feel like you are career wise? I mean, like where do you rank this chapter with, with, with your book? So um, th- this chapter right now in particular is a very special one because uh, uh, ever since coming back to WWE in 2019, uh, it just meant so much more. It wasn't about me anymore. Mm-hmm. It was about uh, sharing a special moments with my son. Um, and I can, I was trying to look back and think how many fathers have shared the ring with their sons or their daughters in this profession. And I don't think I, I was able to come up with with one, you know, uh, maybe Chavo and, and Chavo Guerrero uh, Sr. Maybe. You know, that was probably the only one, yes. But overall, you know, the uh, the opportunity that, that we were able to get in WWE at the beginning of my son's career uh, was a very special one. You know, I, I just, um, to put myself aside and to think about my son now is, is incredible as a parent. Um, I don't know if you guys are parents, but as a parent, we want to make sure that our, that our kids are set, you know, and that they, uh, are on the right path to success. Uh, fortunately I've, I've been able to, to witness my son's path and to be part of it. And, uh, there's no price in the world that can, uh, pay for that. Um, but overall, you know, to know that this is literally, uh, one of my last runs in this industry. 
So uh, WWE has always been a home for me. And even when I took that time off and wasn't part of WWE, I knew that eventually I wanted to come back because this was my home. This is where Ray Mysterio became worldwide status. So um, I'm, I'm closing my chapter in a very uh, good way, the way I had envisioned it. Uh, for the moment, I said, one day I will retire and it'll be with WWE. I love it. Last two minutes here with WWE superstar Ray Mysterio. Ray, the one event, again, it's an amazing week-long spectacle. The Hall of Fame ceremony is one of my favorites. The current stars hanging out with stars of the past. You've competed with, you've performed with, you've worked with so many of the people who go to the Hall of Fame. What is that night like for you? Oh, my God. That, that's a very special night. Um especially when uh, the inductees are are superstars that at one point maybe you shared with uh, or that you shared time with in the ring, you know, that, that uh, is special, you know, to know that, that perhaps one day uh, I'll be in that position where hopefully I will get recognized, you know, uh, and be part of the Hall of Fame. It's just, it's just a very, very special night. Um, emotional. You know, um, sometimes you, you uh, see superstars that um, you hadn't seen in a while, you know, and you reconnect with them. So um, from Friday Night Smackdown that's going to happen on Friday to uh, the Hall of Fame that uh, is very exciting and emotional and uh, just brings back some great memories to, um, you know, WrestleMania, April 1st and 2nd. is going to be one whole week a full animated uh, execution and excitement. Ray, I want to ask you, uh, it's not going to be, I mean, I don't think it's a maybe that you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, but <laughs> maybe this could be an exclusive. <laughs> Do you have anybody in mind that could be a person that would speak on your behalf when you get inducted? I'm saying when, not if, obviously. Hey, thank you, man. Um, wow, well, uh, no one off the top of my head, no one. I mean, uh, God, I've, I've had so many... I've made so many friends along the way and, and, you know, just, uh, bonded pretty much with everyone. I've never had a, uh, disconnect or a confrontation with, with any of the boys. I've always been very easy to get along with. So, um, whoever that person is, you know, I hope he gives a great speech out there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Malenko, maybe Malenko. <laughs> yeah. yeah not- you're right. Ray, you're the best. I wish I was still here. Yeah. Ray, we, we, yeah. we thank you so much. I mean, thank you for like your entire career. Yeah. For putting 619 on the map. You, the Chargers, the Padres, and Ray Mysterio. Ray, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. I will see you at WrestleMania, yes. right? Yes. yes, we will be there. Thanks, right. Ray. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. That is Ray Mysterio, Mr. 619. Again, Tim, like when you think of 619, I think of San Diego. Maybe you think of the Chargers and the Padres or whatever. Maybe. But you think of that move. I mean, to be honest, it's the second thing I think of about it. To be honest, there's probably some people who are not as familiar with San Diego. That is the first thing. You bring up 619, and it's one of those moves, one of the greatest moves ever. He popularized an area code, right? I know, right? That's such a hard thing to do. I feel like for him, the influence he has on kids has to be monumental. I mean, yeah. like, a lot of people watch wrestling and they just saw like athletic moves, but like the athleticism came from a lot of Lucha Libre. And yeah. he was, for a lot of people, what Lucha Libre meant. I mean, he was a small guy doing like athletic things on big people. So yeah. like 
for a lot of people, the David and Goliath story doesn't exist except in the Bible. But for a lot of kids that grew up, the David and Goliath story is Rey Mysterio versus anybody who was taller than five foot five. Yeah, like when he was up against the big show, right? I mean, I'm like, holy crap, it's amazing. Again, when I was a kid, we didn't really see that. They were, right. you know, it was Hulk Hogan, it was Andre the Giant, mm -hmm. it was like these really big superstars. When you look at Ray, I mean, I don't know his height, but we're about the same height. Yeah. I mean, he's not tall. And so he gives hope again, right? If Agreed. you're five foot seven, mm -hmm. five foot whatever, you watch Ray, you're like, I think I could do that. Exactly. I mean, you watched him against like the great Kali or something, you know, like he shouldn't be doing anything against this seven foot monster, right? But like, I mean, he, that's just the way he was. I mean, that's that's why I wanted to talk to him specifically about like, you know what I mean? Like his his influence and just like how he understands what modern day Lucha Libre looks like. Because yeah. he had a huge part, right? In, in, in paving the way for a lot of people. Yeah, just an amazing person. And you touched on it, Tim. I mean, future Hall of Famer, first ballot. For sure, for no, sure. No, no doubt about that, all right? Let's leave it there for now. We can't just have one WWE superstar. We're going to have two. When we come back following this break, we will have WWE superstar Bianca Belair with us right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Joining us now on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, one of my all-time favorites, WWE superstar Bianca Belair. Bianca, how are you? I am good. I'm great. How are you? I am good. We are so pumped here. We are kind of beginning the countdown. WrestleMania week. I can't tell you how excited I am for the past, you know, 15 years. I've had to travel, which has been fun. You know, I've been in Florida. I've been in Texas. I've been all like over the place. But finally, we have SoFi Stadium. We have a stadium worthy of the crown jewel. How pumped are you? I'm so excited. Uh, you know, WrestleMania. 39, where WrestleMania meets Hollywood and SoFi Stadium, April 1st, April 2nd. So excited to be a part of it. So excited that it's coming. Um, and I hope everyone else is just is excited about it. And if you are, tickets are going to sell uh, this Friday at Ticketmaster. But it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be Hollywood. And, you know, Bianca Belair being the EST of WWE is going to shine the bright edge under those lights. Bianca, it is an entire week, which is one of my favorite things. All my friends from around the world travel here. You got the Hall of Fame, you have Raw, you have SmackDown. 
Um, wh- I mean, can you talk about that event where it's not just your match, which is I think everyone's going to be focused on, but again, Raw, <laughs> SmackDown, the Hall of Fame. Yes, it's not just, uh, you know, it's going to be two nights of WrestleMania, but it's not just us tonight's WrestleMania. It's a week-long event. Um, we have uh, Friday Night SmackDown as well as the 2023 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony that night. We have NXT Stand and Deliver, and we have Monday Night Raw. And all that's um, taking place at the Crypto.com Arena, and that's all a part of the WrestleMania week. So it's not just two days of WrestleMania. It's a week-long celebration. And, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's really big and, you know, fans from all 50 states and all 58 countries, you know, they've already made their plan, plans to come and be in attendance. So it's going to be a week long celebration, big WrestleMania celebration week. Bianca, Tim here. Uh, you're in your first reign as the Raw's women's champion. I wanted to talk to you yeah. about whether or not, because you've been a challenger for such a long time. Can you talk about like the differences <laughs> with the pressures and the responsibilities that this championship entails? Yeah, you know, I was chasing after um, the Raw Women's Championship for, you know, maybe almost a, a year or so until I got it. And now I have it. But, you know, the chase, you're, so you have tunnel vision. Um, I, I just had so much tunnel vision during the chase. And I had one goal in mind, and that was getting back at the Raw Women's Championship. And, you know, when you're chasing after something, you feel like you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain, nothing to lose. So you're hungry. Um, and, and I think a lot of people think that once you get that title back and you're back on the mountaintop that all the work is over with. But I, I feel like, you know, once I was able to get back the Broadway Championship last, last WrestleMania, I, I feel like the work starts all the way over. And now instead of having nothing to lose, you have everything to lose. And now you have a target on your back and you're at the top of the division and every single woman is coming for you. So, you know, I'm walking around with this target on my back and I have to have eyes in the front of my head and in the back of my head. And now you're carrying the pressure of, you know, being the face of the company and being representation and, you know, just trying to hold it all together. And I'm trying to have a long title reign right now. And, and, you know, that's where I'm at right now where I feel like I have everything to lose and it's a target on my back. And I have this reputation of going out there and showing up and showing out and being a great champion. I'm just trying to uphold that reputation. Speaking of your championship reign, you've had, you know, your last big fight obviously was against Bailey. If you could speak on like mm-hmm. your, most difficult opponents or maybe even like the person that you've had the most chemistry with in the ring? Yeah. You know, the thing about Bailey is, uh, outside the ring. I love Bailey. (laughs) I do. I really, really do. She's an amazing competitor. She's one of the best, uh, in the world. She's one of the four horse women. And I do feel like she's one that doesn't get as much credit as she deserves. Um, but I do feel like I have amazing chemistry with Bailey. Every single time we get in the ring, we make magic happen. We've created so much history together. Uh, you know, I had a Hell in a Cell match with Bailey. I, uh, I was a part of the uh, ever first ladder match for a women's ladder match for a title mm-hmm. with Bailey. I just did a last woman standing match in Saudi Arabia with Bailey. So we're, we're we're making having these amazing moments and creating history together. Uh, but I will say we've been going at it with each other off and on for for two years. So she's my most like persistent and annoying competitor, but she really does bring the best out of me. Can you take me back to 2021, Tampa, main eventing WrestleMania, that moment with you and Sasha? I play that clip for people who are casuals and maybe not following, and I'm saying the, the emotion that you showed that night. Take me back to that, that night. What was that like? 
that night was so emotional. Um, you know, I've only watched that match back once or twice just because it's so uh, emotionally exhausting for me to watch it back because there was so much anticipation building up for that emotion where we didn't even know if we were going to main event or not. We found out the night before with, with everyone else on Twitter that we were main eventing. And then that day, it was like a, a, a rainstorm, a thunderstorm. Yeah. And the the event was outside, so we didn't even know if the event was going to happen. And so it was a lot of a lot of hurry up and, and waiting. And then all of a sudden, you know, all this anticipation built, and all of a sudden, we were out there, standing across from each other. And in that moment, it was like a whirlwind until we finally, like the first time that I stood still that whole day was when I was standing across the ring from Sasha. And it just hit me like, Wow, we're here. The you know, the first time two black females are main eventing WrestleMania and we are here. And um whoo, I'm just getting chill bumps mm-hmm. <laughs> go back to it. Uh I just I just was overcome with emotion because it was a moment that was so much bigger than just me or her. It was uh inspiration and representation and it's gonna go down to history and inspire generations to come. And um it was just an honor to be a part of it because it could have been anyone in that in that position before us. There's so many women that laid the groundwork uh, before us, and we were there, you know, representing for all of them. So I'm just honored to be in that position. And you know, anyone, any anyone that you ask advice for that's been a part of WrestleMania before, they always will tell you just slow down and soak it in because it goes in goes by so fast. So I'm just so glad that we gave ourselves time to like just stand still for a moment and soak it in. And that moment was so powerful without us even having to say one word or touch each other. That moment was just so powerful. and We were just both overcome with emotion. Bianca, you come from a track and field background. And for those that don't know, I was curious to hear how you got into wrestling and into the WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, you know, my journey's uh, a little more unique than uh some of the others that have been coming into the WWE is changing now because we have an amazing NIL program that's recruiting college athletes. But I didn't really grow up watching um, WWE. My brother did. And I ran track and did gymnastics and soccer and cheerleading and basketball. I played almost every sport in the book. But I was a collegiate hurdler at the University of South Carolina, Texas A&M, and then University of Tennessee. And, um, you know, after my eligibility was up, I was like, I've been an athlete my whole life. What, what do I do without some type of af- athletic component? And so I found CrossFit and powerlifting. And, you know, for the first time I saw, like, these women that had these beautiful muscles and were doing these amazing feats of strength with their bodies. And I was like, that's, what, that's how my body looks. And that's what my body can do. And I started having fun with the sport. I've been athlete my whole life. I was, like, training so hard. And I was forgetting to have fun. So I was wearing these, I was making and sewing these like big elaborate outfits and just using my creativity. And I caught the eye of WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. And he was like, whoa, I, I see the athleticism, the charisma, the personality. I see WWE superstar in you. And so he kind of found me. I would say WWE kind of found me. And he was like, I can get you a tryout. I can't get them to hire you, but just go be yourself. And uh, it took me to tryouts. And uh, then I, once I, experience it I completely fell in love with it so um I always feel like WWE is like my soulmate and then I found it I was like oh my gosh this is what I've been looking for my whole life I just didn't know where you were I'm glad you brought up Mark Henry because uh, obviously he's like influential with another uh black female superstar too and Jay Cargill but I wanted to mention like or ask you actually who you were influenced with mentored from NXT 
And, uh, you know, who do you, like, give a lot of your credit to creating this, like, EST gimmick that you've had? Um, I would definitely say that as far as the EST gimmick, um, it's weird. The very first thing that I kind of came up with, it sucks. <laughs> and the EST gimmick kind of came from a conversation with Mark Henry where he was like, you know, what do you what do you want to be? What do you want to represent? You want it to be simplified. Um, you want to be able to go out there and everything ties into, you know, what you represent without you having to open your mouth. People know what you, you're about. But I was kind of all over the place. And I was like, well, you know, I'm feel like I'm a multifaceted woman and I, I don't want to just be put into a box and simplify myself. I feel like, you know, I'm not just strong. Uh, you know, I can also do flips. So I'm not just, I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm tough, I'm rough, but I'm not also just in the middle. Like, I'm the strong S and the fast S. I'm at the top of my game. And so I was just throwing all these things out. Like, I'm the strongest, the fastest, the roughest, I'm the toughest, I'm the quickest, I'm the greatest, I'm the best. I was like, whoa, wait. All those things in the ESC. Okay, that kind of simplifies the ESC rhymes with NXT, ESC of NXT, and mm-hmm. the ESC of WWE. So that all kind of just came together so naturally. But as far as, um, you know, my mentors, you know, Sarah Motto, she's my very first coach mm-hmm. at NXT. She's the first person that taught me how to do a headlock, a wrist lock. Uh, and there's so many amazing coaches at the Performance Center. But my husband, my husband, uh, Montez Ford, he was, he's one half of the Street Profits. He's watched WWE since being a kid. He's the one person that was like, when I came in, I was like, I don't know the history. Where do I start? And he's like, start with this match. Start with this mania. He would explain to me the, the backstories and the storytelling and really explain to me the, the component of WWE of not just the physical part, but the storytelling part. And he was the one that really, um, I came up with the braid and I was like, should I wear it? Should I not? And he's like, no, wear it because that makes you stand out. So, um, he's really been like a huge part of my success here. We are joined by WWE superstar Bianca Belair. We are petitioning, by the way, for Belair, California to become Bianca Belair, California <laughs> during WrestleMania week. Can't wait for that. Bianca, what is the Hall of Fame ceremony like? I think it's a really cool moment where the past and the present come together. What have those events b- b- been like? You know, last year was my very first one that okay. I got to attend when uh, they inducted um, The Undertaker. Wow, yeah. And... It was amazing. I have never seen such a long-standing ovation in my life. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Undertaker was out there, and it was like literally a 20-minute standing ovation before he even started his speech. And it would have kept going if he hadn't cut everyone off. But it was amazing. It was like he said, it's, it's a mixture of the past, the present, the future. Um, it's very inspiring. You know, you get to hear these legends, um, the ones that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame, tell their stories, their journeys, and it's inspiring for us as the WWE superstars to watch this, and we can relate to a lot of things that they're saying and seeing their journey, and, and, and now that they're in the Hall of Fame, it's just really, like, something to look up to, and, you know, that's a goal for all of us, and to be able to see them and be a part of their celebration, it's amazing. I know your your whole thing is about being the EST, right? The best. Do mm-hmm. I know this is gonna be a little bit outside WWE, but do the women in the locker room pay attention to like the PWI top five hundred? And if they do, do they take any kind of motivation about where they stand? I know Mandy Rose had some choice comments about being ranked in the twentieth. When I feel, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, I felt like she put up a top ten year. 
and obviously you're always in the top three, do people take a little bit of motivation from seeing where they land? I'm not really gonna speak for everyone in the locker room. Um, what I will say is that our locker room, our women's locker room, WWE is top notch, one of the, like the best. Um, it's our roster is so deep. It's so we're so talented. We're so diverse. Uh, we can go out there and have an all women's um, Evolution pay per view. We have multiple women main eventing on a weekly basis on Raw and SmackDowns and mm-hmm. NXT and WrestleManias. And each, every single woman can go in there and have a WrestleMania caliber match on our roster. Um, but but what I will say is that our main focus is just going out there and being great representation for women. Um, and, you know, when one, when one wins, we all win. And for me personally, my biggest competition is myself. Um, <laughs> I'm always um, looking to stay in my own lane and competing with myself and, and striving to be like, seriously, like striving to be the absolute best version of myself and being better than I was yesterday or the year before. Um, you know, this year, I feel like this year, I feel like I had a better di- year this year than I had last year, even with me, maybe any WrestleMania the year before. So I always just focus on myself. And I think that, you know, our roster is full of so much women empowerment. And our biggest competition is ourselves. And that's what we focus on. Well, last few minutes here with Bianca. Bianca, what is it like to perform in a Super Bowl stadium, whether it's SoFi, whether Tampa, Allegiant Stadium, stuff like that? Again, you guys perform around the world. But when you're in front of 70, 90,000 people, what does that feel like? It's, uh, it's a hard feeling to describe. Um, definitely every single time you're in a stadium like that, it's always a big WrestleMania type of feel, but to walk out and have 60,000, 70,000 fans screaming, cheering, booing, chanting EST, um, it's, uh, it's like the best high in the world to just be out there and be drawing people in and putting smiles on people's faces. It's like being a part of the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but with pyro and light and, Cheers and booze and graphics. It's just, it's, it's something that you can't explain unless you're there. So I highly encourage every single person to grab their ticket this Friday for WrestleMania. Come and experience it yourself. Exactly. Bianca, thank you so much. I'm so excited for you guys to be right here in Los Angeles. WrestleMania is going Hollywood again. Bianca, thank you so much for your time. We Thanks, appreciate Bianca. it. Thank you so much. All right, that was Bianca Belair, um, an incredible, uh, you know, performer. And, um, you know, she is one of the people that I was really looking forward to talking to you. Because, Tim, you're right. The gimmick is such a key, you know, because mm. if it, you could be amazing in the ring. She's talented, track background, all that good stuff. But you really kind of have to find yourself. And she found herself. Yeah, I mean, I think she's an inspiration to, like, not just women, but obviously, like, wrestlers in general. I mean... You don't want to put a gender tag on something like that, but I think she was like already for a lot of pundits, right? Like wrestling fans and alike, uh, one of the top wrestlers in the world, not just because of technique, but because she has that charisma, that personality that she kind of developed yeah. and has always had within herself. And um, you got to see it fully blossom in NXT. I didn't want to like talk too much about her like no, yeah. development about it too, but I'm I'm glad that she mentioned Mark Henry because I know he's very influential, not just with like people of color, but like women in general he's been a very good scout for talent yeah so yeah i'm glad that she like touched on it 
Yeah. Was there a moment in her development where you saw, okay, she can be a star? Yeah, I mean, like, raw athletic talent, incredible. Like, she was already doing stuff that men could barely do, right? Yeah. Like, um, she kind of, like, cut down her move list a little bit when she got promoted to the main roster. Promoted is, like, obviously the word that you can think about sure. or whatever. But, like, standing moonsault, she was able to do a lot of the stuff that people were like, oh, my gosh, what would have never seen this from a woman, like, perspective, right? Yeah. So, already from that standpoint, I mean, she already had the wow factor. It just was a matter of how can she put all of it together, right? Yeah. In the, the WWE, they don't they don't put too much priority on your ability, not just necessarily on your wrestling ability, but they always need to for you to have the complete package. If you're not a character, you don't have the development, you don't have the promo skills. Yeah. For a lot of times, you'll get buried, and she just really just had like the entire package. So like, just not to be too cliche, but that that was pretty much what she came out of. Yeah. But I'm just excited that this big event is coming here. And a lot of my friends in sports and traditional sports media tease me, but I said, when you build SoFi Stadium, and I went down the list, we'll be in the running for the World Cup, the Olympics. Right. And I mentioned WrestleMania, and they were like, what? And I said, look at where they hold these events. Yeah. It is in a Super Bowl venue, and it's not just, again, now it's a two-day thing. Yeah. You know, post pandemic it's it's not just that they have it uh it, two straight nights they sell out two straight nights yeah so uh, but again it's the week-long thing and that's what she was talking about the hall of fame induction ceremony smackdown yeah the raw, raw after the raw after wrestlemania which is like the best raw because again this will be the first one i think maybe you could have maybe said texas but fans from around the world are going to be traveling no restrictions so mm -hmm. whether it's from you know japan uh europe london i mean those are hot crowds like yeah. as they say just because the, those those fans are here on vacation they're chanting they're screaming you've been to a few like what is that week like i mean there's a reason why they that you have that phrase oh it's the wrestlemania of xx right like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's a reason why that's become that kind of like moniker i mean Honestly, the environment is unlike anything you've ever experienced because everything you can hear, you can also feel. Yeah. Right? I mean, you've been on the ground floor. I mean, mm -hmm. I've seen the pictures, right? Like, I've seen <laughs> yeah. the videos. So just to be in that environment is, is almost worth the, the, the price of admission. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that I would tell people is, you know, again... Find a way to experience it. The, the SmackDown Hall of Fame combo, I think, if you want to get the most bang for your buck. Mm. So basically, they have SmackDown on Friday. Uh, they take down the ring, or they, they change the ring into the stage, and they have the Hall of Fame. So it's a long night, but it's a fun night. And so we'll see, you know, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. We'll see what the matches are and all that good stuff. I'm just excited that that event's coming back to Los Angeles. Years ago, when I was a kid, they were talking about having that, that event at the Coliseum. They didn't, but now that we've built this beautiful SoFi Stadium, again, home of the Super Bowl, College Football Championship, World Cup, Olympics, and yes, WrestleMania. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again soon. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.